0: There, we've had a beautiful week this week. Good to see each one of you here this morning. Good to have the people online with us. If you're visiting with us today, we'd like to welcome you and just let you know if you need the restrooms, you can go out this back corner door, they're down on the left. Also, uh, if you want to go down to uh, the children's church, when and check that out, when children leave, you're welcome to go down there and check that out and meet the teachers down there. It's good to have each one of you with us this morning. We've had a beautiful week this week, and today is another beautiful day. Just remember, it's fixing to get a little warmer. So, for the visitors, if you would, do you have a connect card in the front of you, the blue and white card? If you would fill that out for us, and just uh, you can leave it on the uh, leave it on the pew or turn it in to uh, one of the ushers in the back. You'll be able to do that. Also, uh, announcements, Wednesday, 6.30, Keys to the Freedom uh, Study with Dana Owens. Uh, the uh, Bible Study with Karen Adams will be here in the sanctuary. And in the youth... Uh, the youth will be meeting with Brother Ray. Connor's gone for the summer, so we're hoping he'll be back when school starts back, correct? So y'all just remember, remember Connor and pray for him. He he done an excellent job with the teens while he was here and we were we were glad to have him. Uh, also we've got a rummage sale coming up. And that's June the twenty-fifth. If you have any items to donate, I guess you can start bringing them to the church. We've got a storage building and uh, you're, you're able to be able to put those in storage. And that will be, uh, again, June the 25th. Also, we have a project list back in uh, the back. If you hadn't signed up for anything on that or if you'd like to, uh, you can go ahead and sign up on that. And also, uh, our giving, if you want to, you can uh, turn in the, your giving in the box in the back, or you can go online and do that either with with uh, Give. And uh, I think that's all the announcements, I believe. Brother A, you know anything else I need to? Okay i going to read to you just a minute uh, be still get centered and make a solid connection of your inner being with me that is a way to establish your relationships with me and something you can go back to as often as you want or you need to i am your life your hope and your help never doubt that i am with you stay connected and i'm going to read deuteronomy 4 29 but from there you will seek the lord your god and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul good day, have each of you here this morning let's pray heavenly father we thank you for this beautiful day you've given us we thank you for for this beautiful week that you've given us. Thank you for the privilege and opportunity to come back out to your house this morning, Lord. And we just ask that you be with us in this service and each of us, Lord, move closer to you. We thank you for the love that you have for each of us. And Lord, you know everything is going on throughout this world, but we can keep our hand in your hand and know that you have everything under control, Lord. And thank you again for the privilege to be here this morning and the love that you have for us. We ask in Jesus Christ's name, amen. amen.
1: Matthew 7:24 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. If you're able to stand, let's begin our worship in song, The Solid Rock. Lord of all, when darkness seems to hide His face, I rest on His unchanging grace in every. Say Oh Before the children go back to Children's Church, we're gonna see a little video about what they've been doing.
0: children. If you're visiting with us today, we want to say we uh, appreciate you being here and we want you to feel like uh, you're welcome and at home. So thank you for being here with us today. On our prayer request, uh, Jerry Crane, Shirley Weems, uh, Carrie Mitchell, Christy Morgan, and since I put Christy, we put Christy on there. Christy's uh, doing better. Uh, her son graduated from Mississippi State this past uh, weekend, so she was able to, to make that uh, graduation. Uh, Carrie Bakelin, Dale Green. Dale, glad you doing doing good. Iron uh, for forget- you with his job opportunity, the IYC convention and the attendees. I think uh, each of us has a uh, list of the uh, kids that's going and the kids from the churches going to be going. Just continue to remember to pray for them. Also, Bo Besley, uh, one of my friends, we just found out when we was uh, in Alabama.
1: Alabama.
0: (coughs) Excuse me my voice is going in Alabama last week they just found out he had melanoma stage 2 with a place on his head and he had surgery this week and they feel like they've got everything and they went in and removed some lymph nodes and all of them were clear so we're thankful for that and I'm fixing to get through this and my brother also, just remember to pray for uh, Matthew and Nicole and their family. Uh, he did send a note back to me and said he wanted to thank everybody for the prayers and just continue to pray with them. And they're all excited about getting here to Louisiana. So we're excited on them getting here. And they'll be here soon. So if you do have a prayer, request you can call the church the numbers in the bulletin also if you need to call to have it put on a prayer request line uh, you can call Karen Odom and she will do that for for you so I believe that's just remember to pray for the situation in Ukraine also the world situation we just ask that you uh, remember that thank you I'm not sure if that's water. Uh, with my surgery, I think. I'm going to leave this for you. I don't think the water helped me. Anyway, good to have each of here this morning. Brother Ray, come and I'll let you pray. And God bless you.
2: Would you bow with me? Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to be in the house, your house. Father, for the amazing opportunity. To have a personal relationship with you and to be a part of a family, Lord, especially this church family that just loves one another, loves our children, our youth, each other, loves you and the kingdom. And Father, I, I'm just so proud of their commitment to world missions, to local missions, to making a difference. And God, I just pray blessings on them. Father, you've heard these requests. Some of these, Lord, are facing cancer. It's a pretty bad diagnosis. But God, just in our last few weeks, we have seen how you work. And we know that you're the author of our bodies. And all healing comes from you. And we believe that. We know that. We commit that. We experience joy and hope in the midst of some pretty dark times because of you knowing that you are our foundation you're our cornerstone you're what we build our life on and father even in the end to be absent in this body is to be present with you and joy unspeakable thank you for that thank you for that hope and lord i just pray that you would give each person that's name's been mentioned and lord those burdens that are on our heart We cast them to you, there's no better place, and we leave them in your hands. We want to see you work, Lord, your will be done. Now, God, I pray that you just minister to us through the word. Lord, may we open our hearts now and give you permission to speak to us, to challenge us, to laugh, Lord, to think, to feel. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Thank you for being here this morning. Um, I had a couple things I was gonna kinda share with you. I just wanted to thank each of you for your uh, dedication, your love, support. I loved uh, seeing those, those kids. Uh, I might have to check on Tim and Rachel for those Avery uh, shots there. Seemed like that was, <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That's pretty. We might want to take her home with us, you know. Uh, that was really encouraging. I want to thank you for your love for one another. There's a lot of work goes on behind the scenes uh, this past week that most of you don't know about, and a lot of things are going on. And boy, I hope you got to read that email from Pastor Elect Hunt. Boy, that was encouraging when the kids are considering it the night before Christmas when they come to Louisiana. <laughs> Bless their hearts. <laughs> and coming to Louisiana in the summer, you know, from Indiana and being Ohio natives to come to Louisiana in the summer. Ooh, Lord help them. And they're probably watching right now so they're laughing uh, as well. So everywhere I go all over media, we see that families and marriages are under attack. Um, it doesn't matter what network, it doesn't matter what you do, what comes up, families are under attack. There's so much struggling, um, a lot of failure. You know how much divorce is overwhelming, and all of us know that that um, there's a lot of dysfunction and there's a lot of issues we don't say problems or sin we say issues right there's a lot of stuff so you know it might even be that we brought a dysfunctional family to church today when we came in here but you know I have on your outline there as we prepare for this sermon series kind of a a test you know psychologists love to give tests or surveys so I've got one for you I didn't want you to feel left out and it's the home life inventory And you can kind of go across each one and and circle one. Now, probably you might not want to circle it if you're next to your spouse (laughs) or something. (laughs) There won't be truth in testing, you know. But just something to think about and get going. So how would you rate the stability of your home? Is it like a rock? That kind of reminds me of Chevrolet commercials, you know. Is it like a leaf? Or is it like the wind? You know, as you know, I'll be going to Kansas in about six weeks, five and a half weeks or so to work harvest, and, and boy, there's one thing for sure, you're guaranteed, wind. And if you open a Walmart sack, you better be holding on to Walmart sack, because there's no getting it. I mean, it's gone. It's gone. Well, how about relationships? I'm talking about among your family, at home in the evening. Are, is our relationship kinda like friends is it like friendly fire you know? <laughs> or is it like guerrilla warfare what about money management we're going to talk about all these things at some point is it well managed and this is probably the number one thing it's well intended <laughs> well intended or is it well in debt well you don't want to read the statistics about credit card debt and how much debt folks are in. And of course uh, our friend Dave Ramsey would say I guess there's only two reasons to have debt and I think we're into about five reasons to have debt, right? What about the fun factor? Did you know God has a sense of humor? One of my favorite pictures of Jesus is laughing Jesus. You can ask Rabbi Google, you know your, your Google, just ask Rabbi Google, what's laughing Jesus look like? It's a beautiful picture. I believe God invented laughter I think he loves laughter and he loves joy. So at home, is there lots of laughter? Is there occasional giggle? And it could be a sarcastic giggle. Truth, you're in church. Or is it frown town? (laughs) What about emotional health? Mentally sound? Occasional insanity? Or the psycho ward? What about the passion factor? It's like fireworks, it's like a firecracker <laughs> or it's like a firefly. And finally parenting. Last week we talked about that for Mother's Day. Are, are the kids obedient and under control? Are the kids out of control? Are the kids, this is the worst part, the kids are in control. I there's a famous uh, when I was talking about personalities with you guys uh Probably a year or so ago, we were doing that. We were talking about a famous person that wrote a book that was talking about she went to a friend's house and, you know, they were going to take her out to eat. She's pretty famous, Florence Littauer. They were going to take her out to eat, but the little kid just fell on the floor, pitched a fit, and wanted pizza. How many of you know pizza's a good bet for what they want? Steak dinner, five-star restaurant, pizza. Pizza's going to win, right? Anyway, it didn't take her too long to realize they're going to eat pizza because that little kid ran the house. In fact, Florence said, why don't you give her the keys to your house and the checkbook? Well, somehow that don't seem right, Florence. So, said, well, that's what you're doing right now. She's running the house. She tells you what to do. You know. You might... I think we need to work on that. So, parenting. Last week we had the kids' room up here on the stage. We were you know, had things kind of props about the kids' room and working on the kids' room. Well today we're going to talk about the foundation and all this title fixer upper kind of goes back to the 2015 when 2015 when the show of Chip and Joanna Gaines started. Um, and it's been one of the most popular shows on those of you that love to watch. My wife's always watching, you know, the the Home uh, Garden TV, HD TV, and all these shows. You know, used to be Extreme Makeover, and now there's so many of them all over the place. But by far the most popular is Fixer Upper, and that show uh, had a couple, you know, very creative. In fact, it's so much impact Joanna Gaines has had that I was reading that home values that use the way she uses shiplap and all these things the average price increased thirty percent in value just using her her ways to to decorate a home unbelievable and of course chip gains is crazy you know tell him what he's gonna do and of course now I don't know if you know it they're launching a new network everything's Magnolia so it'll be a new network but but anyway, the good Christian folks, I'm not putting them on a pedestal, but we're talking about what we're using in this series and and all is, is using a home and fixer upper and starting today with the foundation and going through. We just did a little reverse because Mother's Day was last week and did the kids' room. Today we're going to talk about the foundation. So on your outline, we have a quote. And it says the foundation is what you build on that matters most. Well, the word foundation is used 80 times in the Bible. Pretty powerful usage. And it's what you build on that matters the most. You you I, I actually served as a general contractor on my, my last home and in my current home. And you know, I had folks do a lot of work, but I did as much as I could and I remember digging those foundations and I remember it's always got to be July and August when you're out there digging those foundations and the little bitty traco had dug but I was squaring them all up and digging the foundation and I remember being so hot and heavy and and down in that hole that I just laid down in the hole and the sun couldn't hit me because I had the foundation so deep so when the builder and his crew came the next day said that's some deep footers and I said well I don't want this thing to crack and this is where that main beam goes out. About fast forward a couple months when he was, they were putting that beam in and he said I'm glad you put a good foundation under it, I'll never put a beam up that heavy again. In other words the foundation's important, digging those footers and all those things and those forms, you know using a transom to just make sure everything's level or sloped properly, all of this stuff. So. The question is, what are you building your life on? What am I building my life on? What are we building our family on? We might think it's a firm foundation but it could be something loose and goose. You know, if you build your foundation today on the US economy, and so many people do because what's their God, the almighty dollar? I'm telling you, we're seeing that now, but if you study history I know I'm about to you know consider buying some property or whatever you're doing and you're going Lord I don't know what the future holds I know this I don't want to put my soul and the very being of I in trust of the US government or our economy do you? So many people do. In 1173 and in the beginning of 1174 so it's about a thousand years ago there was an Italian architect Uh, Bono Pisano, who designed and built and he was starting to build an eight-story bell tower for the cathedral in Pisa, Italy. And y'all know all about it, but they underestimated the soil composition and they didn't build a very good foundation because by the time it was over two stories tall and only working on story three, and they're going to eight, it started leaning we have a major problem, you know. Well, there's reasons they stopped for about, you know, hundreds of years building on it. There were wars and other things, but also it was leaning and they were trying to figure out how to straighten it. At one point they actually put counterweights, you know, if it's leaning this way, they got, I think, as much as 6% over, they put counterweights to try to hold it down. They had cables, they have all this stuff to stop it and of course it's called the leaning tower of Pisa took a total of 176 years to build the tower they tried everything guys uh, engineers said there's no hope one day it's going to fall actually in 2008 they were able to pump concrete under it do a bunch of stuff and move it back but the government didn't want them to fix it totally because it wouldn't be what the leaning tower. So they moved it to three point something percent and they say it's stable now but even there they said we'll guarantee it for a hundred years. They wouldn't put a forever on it. And why in the world is the leaning tower the leaning tower? Real simple, it wasn't built on a firm foundation. So our scripture today is very short, which is unusual for me. But it's Psalms 127.1. And it says, Unless the Lord builds the house or a home, the the work of the builders is useless or, as many of you know, in vain. I love the NLT, the way it words it. It's useless. In the 21st century today... Just as much as this was written by David, and later we're going to read about Isaiah, just as much as that was the truth there, there is only one foundation. Only one foundation. Strong enough, stable enough, firm enough to keep a family together. You can do it on psychology, you can do it on economy, and I can give you examples of all of those that fail. But if your foundation is based on Jesus Christ and His Word and it's alive, yes, there'll be ups and downs, there'll be struggles, you'll have personality, you'll have your same who you are, there'll be some struggles. But if Jesus is the foundation and it always goes back to there, you're guaranteed success. You'll face tough times, but you're guaranteed success. And as I said in my prayer, even at the end, you're guaranteed success. Has anybody opened up a book all the way in the back of this famous book called the Bible? If you flip all the way to the end of the book and you cheat, because I bet most of us hadn't read the whole thing word for word, but if you cheat and go to the very end, the very back, back, it's called Revelation, flip to the very back, chapter 21, and you read it, guess who? Guess who wins? Guess who's already won? Guess who's going to be there? We already won won the Super Bowl. We've already got the MVP. We're there. And sometimes I think in life we need to... There will be no, 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 no more tears. No more crying. There, There won't be a problem with sunlight or anything else because the Lord's there, the light's there. We'll be there with all the loved ones that we love, that loved him, the true family of God, and some of us will get a new body. Praise the Lord. I want a new body. Woo! I want one. I'm telling you. I know when you look in the mirror, you go, my nose ain't right. (laughs) One eye's wrong. My ears are... You know how we do when we look. Well, it won't have to worry about that anymore, and really we shouldn't worry about it now. Jesus Christ... Not Pastor Ray, not Pastor Matt, no pastor. Jesus Christ, not Dr. Phil, not The View. (laughs) They need to go get eye surgery at The View, by the way. Okay, not all of that stuff's not the guide. That's not the guide. That's not the foundation. It's Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.20, Paul says this, talks about the foundation we're built on and the prophets and the apostles and all of that, but it says the cornerstone which we sang about, the chief cornerstone is who? Jesus. The chief cornerstone is Jesus and that's the way it is in our life. That's what I'm talking about. So why do we need Christ Jesus as the foundation of our families? I knew you were going to ask that so I wrote it down and we got number one there. Families were created to have God at the center. Even if you didn't really want to have that happen, I'm telling you, God created all families to have God at the center. From the creation of the world, God intended He would be the center of your personal life, of your married life, of your home, of your work. In everything, He is to be what? Preeminent in everything. Without God at the center our homes will begin to crumble. I actually thought about this when I was coming across the bridge on I-20 this morning. Many of us in this room are saved and we have based our life on the foundation of Jesus Christ. What happens if you build a Beautiful, modern, amazing, maybe Joanna Gaines helped design, $500,000 home, you know, beautiful home, and you build it, it's got a good foundation, and you just leave it alone, put a fence around it, nobody does anything to it. Come back 10 years later, what do you have? Well, you'll take a bush hog to get there. In other words, it's going to decay, right? It's going to go down. And in life, what if you take a half million dollar home and you do the opposite? You live in it, no, but you never do maintenance. You never trim a bush. You never call sunrise landscaping. You never. Fix the toilet that leaks. You never fix the crack. By the way, if you have a cracked mirror in your bedroom, did you know when it first happens, you're like, oh, that's terrible. Three to four weeks later, you just move to the side. (laughs) Six years later, you don't even know it's there. Am I right? It disappears. Here's the thing. So you have this, this home and you just never do maintenance. It will fall apart. The joy is every now and then we have as Christians, we have our life based on Christ, but we're not maintaining ourselves in his word. We're not in revival. We're not talking to him every day. We kind of neglect it. We get busy and all it takes is three weeks or so and that habit's kind of gone. And, and over time, our spiritual home and maintenance is built on a strong foundation, but it's very, very needy, weak, and not very effective, and definitely not very presentable or useful. So, in Genesis chapter 2, 23 through 24, it says, Then the Lord God made woman from the rib that He had taken out of man, and He brought her to the man, and the man said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. He shall be called, she shall be called woman. I should have said he, because that's politically correct, right? <laughs> he, he shall. I got something the other day that said, the reason there's a f- formula shortage is that men are now women and men are you know we don't know what we got you know what I'm saying isn't that crazy what this world is look at this she shall be called woman for she was taken out of man and this is the key for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and they will become one flesh we talked about that last week talking about there's a time to leave and cleave even with children But here's what I'm saying. At the beginning God performed the first marriage. He created man. He created woman. He told them to come together. He created marriage. God created families. He said be fruitful and multiply. And we were created our makeup is to have him as the center. God created it. There would be no family. There would be no marriage without him. Do you understand that? Do you agree with that? it wouldn't exist in fact they're trying to do away with it God created it many men get into building something or assembling something without looking at the directions any man here do you do that's probably because you're a professional builder a bunch of us, a bunch of us have started something, especially men, and we know how we got this. We got a screwdriver and there's screws. <laughs> you know, how, how hard can it be? We get going on it. And I was telling you about Brooke's swing set that I started building for Christmas one time. and And you know four in the morning and after running back and get extra parts my daughter Brooke I finally got it together and I'll never do that again I remember we put one together at the church we got this huge thing from Sam's Club and we made one mistake and we were kind of trying to follow the directions and the rest of the deal is at the end we had all these parts and we'd have to take half of it together to just twist that part around one you know 180 degrees and it would all fit. We decided we're going to modify You know at that point My point is some of us do the same Thing in life as men do As we tend to do We get get out there and we go Well it's just life how hard can it be It's just marriage how hard can it be It's just the kids And the family how hard can it be And The answer is honestly Very 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 Hard to do it right so we need the instruction manual. We need to be a part of a church family or have brothers that come over and help us put it together, meaning people that we know that we depend on that give us the Word and are in this together with us to help us make it. We need the instruction manual of the Bible. Do you agree with that? So, number one, families were created to have God at the center. Number two, in a world full of uncertainty, can I get an amen to that? We need need something to bring strength and stability. In a world of uncertainty, we need something to bring bring strength and stability. Have you discovered that life is unpredictable? In fact, change is certain. And one of the problems in churches, we struggle with change. Here's what I want to make sure you understand. God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In fact, I'll blow you away. I believe God is in yesterday, today, and forever. There are no boundaries of time or space or realm. He can live in the past, today, and in the future, all at the same time, multidimensional, beyond anything we can understand. There's no limits to God, and He is the same, whether we think He is or isn't. The Word of God, His Word is the same, regardless of whatever we think. It doesn't change. But here's what I know. People change and methods change. And otherwise, we all need to go out and walk home. All of us need to go out and maybe we've modernized to a horse and buggy and here's what I'm saying we're all gonna go out and most of us I think I bet with pretty strong certainty have a key and gasoline in our vehicle we're gonna crank it but there will come a day we all go out and unplug our cars and drive off and then I can't wait for the day when we go out and we say beam me up boom and you're gone you're home we you want to go to the mission field. I'll go with you Carvin. we're there Wouldn't that be awesome? Life has uncertainty. So what do you want to base it on? The world's uncertain. Look at what we got going on in our prayer list. Ukraine. Today, there was another shooting the other day. Some crazy person going in a grocery store. Might have been fighting over baby formula. I don't know. The economy. All this stuff's uncertain. I was reading a little thing the other day about a family camping trip and a beach in Australia. I've kind of always wanted to go to Down Under and visit and stuff Till I read this. They were on the beach and these people were all in tents and campers and stuff and a 34 year old man woke up and realized he was being dragged out of his tent by a crocodile <laughs> on the beach. Kind of makes me like Orange Beach or Foley, Alabama down that way, you know. <laughs> But anyway, being dragged away, you talk about alarm clock. He woke up 4 a.m. being dragged. Of course he's screaming, the wife's screaming, the kids are screaming, all the people in the other tents, you know, come out. This is the cool part. A 60-year-old woman runs out of her tent, sees what's happening, runs and jumps on the crocodile. 60. The crocodile lets the man go, bites her, and runs off. Well, they took him to the hospital and all that, and fortunately, they're all okay. They all did good. And so when I hear a story like that, first of all, I hope I don't ever have to wrestle that 60-year-old woman, that's for sure. <laughs> Be my luck, I cut in front of her at Walmart or something, In the, you know, the, the fact they have no checkers, you know. But this is a lot like life. That story's a lot like life. You're asleep. You're maybe on vacation. Everything's wonderful. And all of a sudden, bang, no no warning. You get dragged out by something you don't know. And you say, what do you mean? You're at a medical doctor getting your annual physical. And they go, whoa, we got a lump here. It's the crocodile. You follow what I'm saying? Dragging you out. You're at work one day and they say, hey, we, we think we're going to do a little cutting back and all that, why don't you go, go home and we're going to work some things out. Or worse, one day your spouse tells you, you know, I don't really like you anymore. I'd tell Dana, I want you to like me, but I really want you to love me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> There's times I'm not very likable, but I pray you love me. You get a call in the middle of the night. There's an accident or something. a oh, man, I you know, I got one the other day. Their child's arrested or whatever. You know, it just happens. So it's not a question if it's gonna happen or if a crocodile is gonna come into your life. It's not. I don't care who you are, it's when it's gonna happen. So the question is: who are you gonna turn to? Kind of like Ghostbusters, who you gonna call? I know people that if something happens, and my phone's down there, but if something tragic happens, they immediately go to Facebook or Twitter and post about it. That's crazy. The first thing ought to be who? God. You get on your knees, you turn to God. I mean, when it's really important, that's the thing. And we got a world that depends on posting stuff and getting likes. Wow. i tell you what, I want somebody even stronger than the old lady when the crocodile comes in my life. I want Jesus Christ. In Psalms 18.12, I want you to all look at this one. It's under number two there on your outline or it's maybe on the screen. I'm not sure, do we have it, no, okay, it's on your outline, my my bad. I love you, Lord, you are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the strength of my salvation, and my stronghold. Now I'm gonna do something really crazy I've never done before. I want us to read this together, and it isn't gonna be in perfect unison. I know that. But this is powerful. This is the message. Psalms 18:12, there on your outline. Ready? I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the strength of my salvation and my stronghold. We need, I need, you need that kind of strength. And that's a good refrigerator verse. In fact, you can go home and just cut this to shreds and stick it on the refrigerator. And if you're my age, put it on a copy machine, turn it sideways and blow it up, then cut it out and stick it on the refrigerator. (laughs) Jesus tells us, if you let me take care of your life and family, then look at the next scripture. If you let me take care of your life and family, if you turn to me instead of Twitter, It is like a person who builds their house on a strong foundation laid upon underlying rock. When the the floodwaters come, when the alligators come, when the crocodiles come, and the water rises against the house, it stands firm because it's well built. Because it's built on the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I need someone stronger than the crocodiles of life. Amen. Stronger than even Satan. Satan's not even in the league with Jesus Christ. Not even in the league. Pastor Ray, why do we need to build our home's foundation on Jesus? Number three. Jesus is not only a wonderful architect. For families. He's an incredible at remodeling as well. Incredible at remodeling as well. Kind of our last point is you know people come up I was watching a little TV show the other day and this guy messed his life up so much and the guy that was there before he was passing away uh, was a police officer and, and he said look it's not too late to confess and you know, ask forgiveness from God and he said oh, it's too late for that I've already messed up it's never too late and you know even if we've built our life on something wrong or something inappropriate what I love about fixer upper Jesus Christ is he loves to remodel and fix us up Amen. So we can be messed up. All we got to do is confess up and turn to him and he loves. See, I'm doing a new thing in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, I am the resurrection and the life. He's new. He loves to do new things. He loves to remodel. He even beats Joanna Gaines, I'm telling you. God's not just a creator. He is definitely that. Here's what I love about God. He's still recreating in us. And He never ever, I've said this many times, likes to have a failure be ruined. So we fail, we botch it, oh, I'm terrible, I can't believe I did that, I said these things, I did these things, I got caught up in this. And God's like, whoa, let's get this straight, I'll help you, we'll rebuild, and then guess what? You can turn around and help somebody that's going through that. He doesn't like to waste a failure. Isn't that awesome? Your failure with God is an opportunity to help someone else. God can take the rubble of our lives and put it back together, even better, Romans 6, 4. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. So it's not that Jesus just raised us up for for salvation. Jesus helps people today and to get their lives back together. Sitting all around you this morning is a beautiful family. I've already talked to you about that. This is a great, loving church family. I fall in love with you. I started to get to know all the kids on the video. I could call most of their names. You know, it's neat how you get to be a part of that. You guys are amazing. But here's what I know. If we looked around, sitting all around us are people that have had struggles in our life and broken parts in our life. And God's rebuilt our lives. Amen? In fact, when was your foundation changed? In other words, when were you saved? Five years ago? 20 years ago? 40 years ago? 60 years ago? When was there a point in your life that you needed a remodel job and the fixer upper crew came in and redid it one year ago maybe it's under construction right now 20 years ago if God can change the life of poor people who are chemically addicted and who have no Background, like I shared with you, illustration a few weeks ago. No background. Dad in prison, mom raised on the streets. If God can change their life, man, we, he can change our life. Many of us were blessed to have Christian family and at least examples. You think about those in third world countries and around the world and their only love is missionaries or others that are doing things and that are going on and all around them is terrible and yet we see a revival coming. Why? They put their faith in God alone. They don't put their faith in the government or one another alone. They put their faith in God. In fact I think many times their faith is more real They put their faith in God. Isaiah 28, 16. On your outline there at the bottom. Thousands of years ahead of the time before God set Christ as the cornerstone, Isaiah said, Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem. It's a firm, a tested, a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on whoever believes need never run away again. You know who that cornerstone is? It's Jesus. So I ask the question, can your family, can your marriage use some remodeling? The text says unless the Lord builds the house, it's in vain. So look, I love counseling. I love a lot of things, but it's got to be based in Jesus Christ and in a real faith where it comes in and transforms your life, and you're able to love where there wasn't love. Amen? You follow what I'm saying? Transformed. Transformed. You know, transformers take certain electricity, transform it to a totally different kind of electricity, or whatever other transform you want to do. God uses that word. Paul says, be ye therefore transformed, in meaning, if I have the same body, I have the same personality but when I yield to Christ there's a transformation inside. I begin to think different. I begin to feel different. My priorities become different. There's a lifestyle change that begins to take place. Sometimes it's instantaneous. Sometimes it's a little slower. But there's a transformation that takes place. God does that work when we yield to him. We study his word. We're transformed. So that foundation, if it's not built on Christ, needs to be built on Christ. This cement... This concrete, whatever it is that we base on, maybe we've done it not very deep. Maybe that, yeah, we were saved as a kid, we haven't built on it. Here's what I'm saying, it's never too late to pour some more cement, to put a stronger foundation in our life. When we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin, and not just that, oh I love the last part, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, it, I want to tell you, I, I'm not trying to get into theology, but I know a lot of places that I've preached and places I've seen, people say, I've done that. I got saved this certain date and all that. That is wonderful. Remember that date. That ought to be, maybe we ought to have Facebook changed to have dates saved. You know, instead of your birthday, your saved date. I actually know some people that put their birthday as being their saved date. I got all that. But it didn't, uh, I was saved and sanctified in 1968, and I've been right ever since. No, you ain't. You might have, God built a great home and all that, but if you aren't doing maintenance with Him, you're not in His Word, you're not getting remodeled, you're not confessing, you're not getting realizing. I'm telling you, your house is dead. It's dead. In other words, God wants us to ask Him, "What have you done for me lately?" Because <laughs> He wants to walk with us, talk with us. I mean, life. In fact, it says, "Pray without ceasing." How do you do that? You don't go. Oh, you know, I've got to negotiate this uh, loan at the bank. Just a minute, I'm praying, I'm praying, but I need to negotiate that loan. No, you negotiate the loan, but the whole time you're talking to God before you walk in, God's with you. He's just with you all the time. You're talking to him all the time. That's what I mean by pray without ceasing. He's with you when you're negotiating the loan. And you know what? It's awesome because if it don't work out, or whatever it is, you know, it could be anything. If it don't work out, you know this, you're a child of God, and that no might be the best thing that ever happened to you. Remember the famous words of the theologian, Garth Brooks, thank God for unanswered prayers. Sometimes we say, oh, i got to have this, i got to have this new house, got to have this new car, and God's going, no, I love you too much. You follow what I'm saying? Just go to your 10th reunion and you'll... Oh, thank you, there's a God. I'm sorry. Your 50th reunion. God can transform us. Same name, same body, but boy, a different spirit. A spirit. So what, at the bottom, what's your family's foundation based on? Does the cornerstone need to be replacing? It might need a pretty big overhaul, that cornerstone. You might say, well, I've always based it on church. No, no, don't base it on church. Base it on a personal relationship with the Lord that leads you to be a part of a church family. You can't make it without that. But it's based on that personal relationship. Can your family use some remodeling? Worship team's going to come up and we're going to sing a song. And I just want us to ask ourselves if we don't need some maintenance and some remodeling at the very core of our spiritual house this morning. Do we need to remodel that base? Let's pray. Father, in our midst today and even listening Online are hundreds of people. Lord, you're precious people that each are worth so much you gave your son for. And you still believe in us. You believe in them. And you gave your life for them. And you want to constantly be transforming our life. Oh God, may we end well. May we live well. Especially with the high calling of a family. To be a husband, a wife. It takes work. We need you. To be a father and a mother. We need you. To be a witness for you. We need you. So God would you allow us to look on our life. And allow you to do a transforming work in our heart. As we stand and sing. May we respond to you. And this week as you speak to us, may we respond to you and feel your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with me.
1: me vai
0: working on me, that's a daily thing that we have to look to God to follow His will in our life. It's good to have each of you here this morning. If you're visiting with us, we hope you felt like this was home, and we just pray that you all come back and visit with us again. Hope each of you have a good week this week. Remember our Wednesday night service? And... uh, We just ask that you just pray for each other. Call somebody this week that you didn't see this morning, or you can call somebody that you did see. Tell them you love them. Appreciate them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this beautiful day You've given us again. And thank You for this privilege to come back out to Your house this morning. And we just pray that You will help each of us, Lord, to look to You daily to help build our foundation stronger lord in you to share your love with people outside of this church and within the church but thank you again for this opportunity to come and gather as a church family we ask all this in your name amen